Hello, my name is Pastor Michael Eton, and I want to thank you for joining us uh, today in our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. Uh, you may be listening to it live. We uh, generally go out 6 uh, a.m. or 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. And we, we're just glad that you've joined us for today's uh, service. And before I get into the service, I always like to take an opportunity to extend a personal invitation for those who may be tuning in and you live right here in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma, Garvin County. And I just want to take this time as the pastor of Bethlehem Baptist Church. And by the way, my name is Pastor Michael Eton. And I want to extend this uh, personal invitation for you to join us right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar. We'd love to see your face in this place this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. It's a one-hour service, so please join us. But before you do, you can visit our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. Again, our website is www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com, and there you can get to know us. And once you get to know us, scroll down to near the bottom of the screen, click the Facebook tab, the Instagram tab, the Twitter tab, the LinkedIn tab, and follow or friend us in what I call Cyber Church. We'd love for you to be a part of our Cyber Church family, but ultimately, we want to see your face in this place right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. Again, you've joined us for our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. It starts at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, it's meant to go from 6 p.m. to 6.40. We allow the Holy Spirit to work and move as he would. And on his time, uh, over my shoulder for you first timers, we have opening prayer announcements, the reading of the word, the introduction video, the Bible study itself, the invitation, and the benediction. So let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you, Father, for another day's journey. We praise you, Father, that you are God and that you are seated on the throne, that the angels are singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come, praising your name in the heavens. And as we've been lifted high, Father, we're reminded that we are sinful. Your word says to be holy as we are holy, and we ask, Lord, that you forgive us our sins Wash us and cleanse us that we might be in right relationship with you, that we might be in right fellowship, that we may be able to hear a word from the Lord. We need you, Father. Speak, Lord, for your people need to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. A few announcements I want to make. The first announcement, I want to thank uh, everyone who was involved with our 16th anniversary service. Uh, thank uh, C.L. Gray and Reverend Michael Ford, the Community uh, Baptist Church, and uh, want to thank uh, you, Bethlehem. And I sent this out last night. I don't know how, uh, last Sunday, I don't know how many people saw the link I sent out in the pastor's text and it had a, a video clip of Gomer Powell. And Gomer Powell was known for saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, that's my heart's desire. I wanna thank everybody that was involved, especially you Bethlehem 
this was, as Sister Etan put on her Facebook uh, page, that this was the best celebration uh, that we've ever had. And I think it was the best celebration because it was more than just about us. It was about him. That was my gesture for uh, that anniversary service. I just felt that he was going to do something great and something miraculous. And it wasn't just about us. It was about him. But we did get blessed in the process. And I want to thank you uh, for all that you gave uh, financially and everything. I said, good food. Hello, somebody. But anyway, I want to thank you, Bethlehem, for all that you did for us in Jesus' name. Also, this last announcement, uh, uh, we always want to be in prayer here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. I, I do really believe in the power of prayer. And God showed up this last Sunday, and, and he, he was in the pre preaching, but he, he showed up in the prayer. Hello, somebody. And, and, and everybody that had a need, I, I believe he was able to do that because we've been fasting and praying. And, and I got to pray with almost, uh, and he, he prayed with almost everybody that was on our prayer list who were dealing with mighty needs. I mean, that's some heavy weight. That's why I said Sunday, uh, uh, Bethlehem, the God is boasting on you. And he's saying, have you considered my servant? And, and he's trying to get more glory here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church for his story. As we heard Sunday about Tanya's story. That's some more stories he wants to get from you. That's some more books that he wants to write about you and what you have gone through and what you have done. And all of that starts with prayer. It happens after prayer. So we want you to fast and pray with us this coming Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, fast and pray. I, I want you to really fast and pray for what I'm going to send out on the prayer list tomorrow of people. And also, I want you to give God the glory when he answers your story. Amen. Because that's what it's all about for his glory. So, but fast and pray with us this Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. In Jesus' name. And, and I've been asking you, Bethlehem, to fast and pray for our television program that's going to start on the first Sunday in June. God is up to something great. Uh, we're going to be heard on the cable network of the Now Network on cable, on satellite, uh, more than uh, 180 million households will be reached through the satellite. Um, it said 56 million could be reached on a cable, on the cable network. This is their viewership. And guess what? God has us right there. And as far as I know, we're following right after uh, Joyce Myers. If you know anything about Joyce Myers, she has the biggest on record ministry online. Her ministry is bigger than some of the television uh, cable broadcasting companies themselves. And God has us, little old me, and little old sister Eton, little old Bethlehem Baptist Church is following her. We don't even have a camera. <laughs> and when I say that, I mean the cameras that they have. You know, of course, we're using the, the camera that's in the computer, but we don't literally, we really don't have a camera. That's nothing 
But God, again, got to point up to the heavens, a God story. And we're going to fast and pray that God use us in a marvelous and a mighty way all across America, all across Europe, all across Africa, in Jesus' name. Fast and pray. God is up to something great, church, in Jesus' name. We always have, but sometimes we can feel it a little more at times. In Jesus' name. God is up to something great here at Bethlehem Baptist Churches. We are in Women's Month. Women's Month. And, and as I said in the pastor's text, we asked a woman uh, if we believe that a woman has worth, we would, we would all say that she is value, valuable. She has no value. You can't put a value on her worth. But as I said, sometimes we live beneath our worth, so we want to encourage women this month not only for what they have already been doing, have done for the rest of our lives. I'm valuing my mother. She's gone to heaven. And if it wasn't for my mother's prayer meeting, hello, somebody, in the midst of an alcoholic dad, in the midst of a drug-addicted child, in the midst of a precocious young man that that didn't want to have anything to do with God. It was her prayer meeting. It was her worth. Her worth was on her knees and she was calling on the Lord. And her baby boy now is heard all throughout Europe, all throughout Africa, will be heard all throughout. And by the way, Bethlehem, we've been heard in other countries many times before, as I've shared briefly many times, my, my last podcast before it was destroyed. You know, the devil ain't just going to let you make it. It had 1.6 million downloads. It was one podcast I had before that that had over uh, 800,000 downloads uh, online. It would show you all the different countries. See, Bethlehem, you've been going places that you know not of. And, and God is happy with you. And that's why he's uh, enabling you to carry some heavy weights. We want to encourage you this month, especially the women. It's Women's Month. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. We're standing on that all month long. But a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. So we want to praise you all month long. And we're going to praise the memory of our mothers. You know, sometimes Mother's Day can be a sad day because we remember our mothers going to heaven. Hey, let's turn that thing around. You know, we are who we are. Because of our mothers, and, and, and we need to remember them, not just sad memories. We need to remember what they've done in our lives. So I'm saying this because Mother's Day is coming up. So let's get ready next, uh, uh, this coming Sunday to celebrate Mother's Day. But let's, let's go into tonight's lesson. I'm excited about uh, The Woman's Worth is the title of the series. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get and to the word, get into the word. Now, again, this message, the series is called A Woman's Worth. We are standing on uh, that great text of Proverbs 31, woman, charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who prays the Lord, uh, a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. So we're excited about what God is doing in the life of women at our church, because we know her words. But we want to let you know these are things you should get your worth from. In our world, they try to tell women they need to get their worths in their looks, 
and, and we got our young women who uh, are doing uh, Facebook or Instagram or other sites that we shouldn't know of. And they value their worth by what they look and what they put on and what they take off. That is not how you're supposed to get their worth. They value their worth by the likes that they uh, get or by the views that they get. Uh, but we should get our, our worth, women and men, to come and say that, should get our worth by the view of, of God. One view is all that you need that should get your worth. We're going to look at women throughout this month. We're going to see uh, a woman who got her worth through prayer. And if you didn't listen to that last week, uh, it'll be in the pastor's text. Uh, but tonight we're going to talk about a woman to get her worth through procreation. And again, I mentioned Sunday about uh, Mother's Day. We're going to talk about a woman should get her worth through her praise, the, the kind of praise that God says she should have. A woman should get her worth uh, through her purse or through her giving. A woman should get her, her worth through her perseverance. You're going to watch and see what Sarah did. She persevered. A woman should get her worth through politics. We're going to look at Deborah and her life. A woman should get her worth through persistence. We're going to look at Sister Ruth and how persistent she was. A woman should get her worth through proclamation. And this is really where the series started from last series, where we saw the women. It was the women who were the first ones who shared uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You want to know what God stands with women in the ministry? Look at who first proclaimed the gospels, the women who had to go get the men. There are several instances of that happening in the Bible. God holds a woman in great worth. Today, again, we're going to talk about a woman should get her worth through procreation. A woman should get her worth through procreation. We're going to look at Genesis chapter 4, verse 1 through 2. Let me read that in your hearing today. It said, Adam made love to his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. And later she gave birth to his brother, Abel. Now Abel kept the flocks and Cain kept the soil. Again, today we're talking about a woman should get her worth through procreation. We're going to look on around three points of Bethlehem, saints of God. We're going to look at a woman's worth in love, a woman's worth in labor, and a woman's worth in the Lord. Again, we're going to talk about tonight, this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you click that button, um, a woman's worth in love, a woman's worth in labor, a woman's worth in the Lord. We want Christians to know today that Christians should follow God's example of love, marriage, and family. Let me say that again. Christian women should follow God's example of love, marriage, and family. Let's look at this brief video and then we'll get into the word. Hi, this is Sebastian Braxton and welcome back to Verse by Verse. This is Genesis chapter 1 in verse 28 is where we are right now. And the Bible says, and God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. And then he repeats his command to have dominion over all the living creatures again. Now in this particular verse, God blessing them is significant. 
because this is what he started in day number five, where he blessed the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. He also extends this by to the, the animals on the earth. But then we go to the fact that now he's talking to humanity and he says the same thing, that his blessing is not just his favor, it's not just his goodness towards us, but there's a specific gift that he's giving and that is the ability to reproduce, the blessing to be able to produce life. And this is a blessing that God even allowed us to keep even when we became sinful, even when we fell, even when we decided to disobey his commands to express our distrust of God. When we didn't trust him, he trusted us to still become a mother and a father, to be a parent, to be able to raise a child completely blank, completely unfamiliar with the world and to be able to guide them. You see, God allowed us to keep everything from Eden. When we fell, that would be for our own redemption that would somehow bring us back to the love of God. You see, the Bible tells us in Genesis 5 that Enoch, it was after he had his son that he walked with God. There was something in looking at his son that inspired Enoch to realize that the very heart that he had for his own son is the very same heart that God had for him. You see, this idea that God is a lover of life, God wants to see life multiply. That's why even when humanity had fallen, God was willing to send Jesus to redeem us and to bring us back to himself because God desires life. We know that the devil only comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. And as a hater of life, we need to be mindful that we're protective of everything that discourages life. But last but not least, it calls us to take a moment to look at a child, innocent, filled with wonder, surprised by everything in life and see in that little child the excitement of being able to reproduce and to have life. How can you think that it would be anything else but a blessing? A woman's worth in love. The Bible says that Adam made love to his wife. Adam made love to his wife. A woman's worth in love. And there I think and I say that many women today, this is where they fail. And there I say that many women in and outside of the church fail in their love relationships. I wrote a book a long time ago um, entitled, I think it's still relevant to the day, How to Choose a Worthy Mate and Find True Love. And in that book, we looked at trying to overcome generational curses in regards to marriage and family or personal relationships. And, uh, and, and we see in the Bible that Adam loved his wife. And we see that this love first manifests itself in marriage. And the greatest way, dare I say, that a woman can get her worth is to be in marriage. Now, every woman won't be married. And, and, and the New Testament says that if you are single, uh, uh, Paul said, I wish that you would be like me, that you would stay single-mindedly devoted to the Lord, but we each have our gifts. In, in other words, if, the, if you are burning sexually, you need to be married. And, and in our culture, in our world today, marriage is falling behind the wayside. And that's why many women 
are not being worth. Let me say that. That's why many women are not being worth. They, 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 they are, they're being treated like they are side chicks is what we call, used to call them in the day, side chicks. Uh, these men are being in a relationship for, for years in a relationship, and it appears to be a committed relationship, but they are not married. And if a man is not willing to marry you, he does not value you. And that's why it's been said, many women say they, they, they've been in that long-term relationship with the guy for 10 or 12 years and they break up and he marries the next woman he meets. In other words, you prepared him for the other woman. Hello, son, because you allowed him to devalue you for years. You've had his babies. You take care of you. Some of them, some of you even pay the bills, put in gas in their cars, and, and you're not in a place of worth because you are not married. You're not experiencing true love because this man won't marry you. Eve uh, found her worth in love because God put them together. Don't you know God still has the ability to put you together with the right person? But you've got to be ready. You're wasting all of your time on men that are taking up God's man's place in your life. Ooh, I didn't mean to go this deep in this, but I want to encourage somebody today that a woman gets her worth in love. And if she's not married, oh, that man don't love her. Ooh, said it again. If he's not committed, you see, marriage is a lifetime commitment where we say that we're ride or die. Guys say they want a woman who's ride or die, but they won't ride or die. Hello, somebody. They won't marry him. Hello, somebody. Or they placate them and put them in a, 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 an engaged relationship. How long have you been engaged? For five years, for 10 years. That's placation. In other words, they're just keeping and stringing you along so they can get their shepherd's needs met, but won't meet your needs. God says today that a woman has worth and every woman deserves love, but the only way she's going to get love is she's going to have to depend upon the power of God to provide her with that love. I'm not just talking oh, for myself. My my relationship with Sister Eton, I, I left Dallas, Texas and, and went as a single man to pastor there in Abilene, Texas and I was there and I first experienced what oh, Britney Spears said, my loneliness is killing me. I wrote a book about loneliness that you can pick up if you're uh, having uh, lonely experiences because when I, I wrote that book, I understood why I had left everything. I had left my church home. I had left my family and my church home was everything to me. I, meaning I was there almost every day. I was in the midst of the family of the people of God. Everybody that I knew, I was on staff. And then my, uh, my blood relatives, I was in town with them. And I I had given up everything to go and I found myself lonely. And I began to think, now, how am I going to get a woman to come to Abilene? I kind of feel like I need to marry a woman from Abilene because I knew God was not keeping me there. So I said, I need to marry a woman that could travel. Hello, somebody. But to make a long story short, God sent me, Sister Eton, oh, to Abilene, Texas, in my loneliness. Oh, when I got married, was no longer killing me because that's one of the values of marriage and love. And God can send him to you. God can send her to you. 
I'm a living witness, but I was serving the Lord fully and completely. I had given up everything to serve the Lord, and that's the kind of people he provides love to. Hello, somebody. He provides love for people who will be committed. And that's why women are not treated as their worth. They're not treated as their worth. Adam made love to her. He didn't just have sex with her. That's what the guys are doing to you. They're just having sex. They're not making love. Hello, somebody. It's selfish. In Jesus' name. I didn't mean to go that far, but I guess somebody needs to hear it. Genesis chapter two, and this is where God put marriage into place. The man said, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Uh, I shall call her a woman, and for she was taken out of me. This is why a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. And the two become one flesh in the marital realm. And that's when they were uh, uh, new and, and not ashamed. They felt no shame. Singles have this term, the, the walk of shame. After they slept with that person and sneaking out in the morning, they call it the walk of shame. That's because they don't know women, do not know their worth. And I'm talking to women. I'm also talking to men too, because God has called a, a, a single Christian man to live holy. We don't hold these men responsible. We let them get away. We know that they're dogging out women and we don't say anything to them. You need to bug them to, to, and challenge them to make the right choices in relationships to stop wasting women's time. Either break up or uh, do what God says to do. God created marriage. God created family. And that's where a woman can get her worth and be guarded and protected against the selfish needs of men in this world. They are selfish and wasting your life away. Wasting your life away. So that was point number one. And that, that point number one is enough. But a woman should get her worth in her procreation uh, 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 and her love. He made love to her. And then in her labor, it says he made love to her and she became pregnant. He made love to her and she, and, and she gave birth to Cain. You see, it's in marriage. You know, back in the day, they had a song, love and marriage, love and marriage, go together like a horse and carriage. Uh, I forgot the, uh, the, the end of that song, but, uh, but he says, the end of the song says, you can't have one without the other. Love and marriage. See, these relationships that we have today are not love and marriage. We have men who are sperm donors. And we have 70% of our households that don't have a man in it, but probably 50% of the 70% that don't have a man in it have children in it which means there's a sperm donor somewhere. Hello, somebody. There's a baby daddy somewhere. That's, that's the term. Men are not called fathers today. They just call them baby daddies. Hello, somebody, because they're not fathers. Because the woman was not protected in the realm of marriage. But you say, preacher, I got married and my, and my, my husband cheated on me. Nine times out of ten, you knew it was a cheater before you married him. You thought marriage was going to change him. Because nine times out of ten, if you're a Christian, God showed you what you was about to get into. But you didn't want to listen. You wanted to follow your own and go after your own ways, your own desires. 
He was a dog before you married him, and he's a dog after. It gets worse now because he got you, and then he got a few side chicks on the side. He's got a family uh, uh, two blocks away from your family because you're not guarded by the love of God. You have to be completely dependent upon God to, to bring you a mate and stop compromising. But she got pregnant after they made love in the context of marriage. And she gave birth to Cain in the context of marriage. Cain didn't have a baby daddy. His daddy was named Adam. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. Cain didn't have a baby daddy. His daddy was named Adam. And Adam was there in Jesus' name. And many times in a woman's labor, let me, let me, let me, let me talk about this because God wanted me to kind of touch on this. Ah, children are innocent. We're, we're in a world today where people are upset about the lack of women having a choice. They should be able to choose and whether to kill that baby. And that's the only way I can explain it. I know some folk are listening may think different. Some women are listening may think different. And this is why we say there's worth in procreation. Because God never curses a child regardless of where that child is born. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. God never curses a child in regardless, in regardless of the, where that child is born. In other words, in the Bible, um, just for instance, Solomon. You talk about Solomon who got to build the temple. Solomon was born out of an illicit relationship with Bathsheba. She was married to one man and he was married to six other women. And, and, and he married her and made her the seventh in this polygamous relationship. She got pregnant with Saul and God, instead of cursing their union or cursed, uh, cursing the child, God didn't curse the child. He blessed the child. And that's what we try to do in our world today. We try to curse the children. And that's why we don't want them to live. No, you need to get your worth in your labor. Oh, you should do what God created you to do, what God born you to do. And regardless of the situation that that child was born in, he was born blessed or she was born blessed by God in Jesus' name. The 12 tribes of Israel was born out of a, a polygamous relationship, literal sister wives. Hello, somebody, but God blessed the 12 tribes of Israel and, and, and used that model for the New Testament of the 12 disciples. God blesses the child. You should get your work in that child. In other words, don't allow anybody, even his daddy, his mama, his granddaddy, don't allow anybody to curse our children. They are blessed and holy of God. Children are blessed from the Lord. Hello, somebody. And that's why uh, uh, many people can say they had a bad marriage, but they, but in that bad marriage, I had a good child or a good three or two, three good children. 
children are blessed of the Lord and we should fight for their right to live in Jesus' name, regardless of, of where God sends the life or the circumstance that the life is in. God sends the child. God forms them in their mother's womb. It is the creation of God. And that's where you need to get your word and stop allowing people to curse your children when God say they are blessed. Hello, somebody. There's no B word children in the economy of God because God says he forms each of us in our mother's womb and that we're fearfully and wonderfully made your child that you've been looking down on because of their daddy. Your child that you've been looking down on because of, of their mother is blessed of God in Jesus' name. Get your worth in your labor in Jesus' name. Jesus, now, I don't care what the court says or what they don't say. I don't care what's going on with this old battle in the culture. God is the, the God of creation. And it didn't stop when he, when he created God, uh, Adam and Eve. In Jesus' name, some women better get this. In Jesus' name, woman's worth should get her worth in her love. A woman should get her worth in her labor because it was God who said ah oh, God blessed them and said to them be fruitful and increase and numbers fill the earth and subdue it it was God who said be fruitful and multiply and you need to do it God's way but even if you don't do it God's way don't curse the child hello somebody don't curse the don't curse the child because of your uh, selfish decisions. Bless the child in Jesus' name. As a matter of fact, Sunday we're going to see the women who bless their children. They rise up and they, and, and, and they call their mother blessed. That's why so many single mothers on Sunday will be celebrated because they didn't curse the child. They had the child. They provided for the child. Oh, even in my situation when I was married, they told me that Crystal would be born with a, 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 a disease. What is it called? Uh, Down. I think it was Down syndrome or something like that. And, and I had to decide whether to get to allow her to be birthed in this world. And anybody who's ever met my daughter look just like me. She's a pretty child. <laughs> <laughs> they know they can't, they wouldn't know about what the doctor said. I could have gave her life away. I could have said, we're going to kill her and not allow her to be born. But I allowed and had to depend upon the word of God in that area for the first time in my life. And God showed up and showed out in Jesus name. Bless the child, even if they are not, even if they're special children, even special children with Down syndrome, they are some of the most loving people in the world. Bless your children, honey. And they'll rise up and call you blessed, even if you never experienced the love of a man. In Jesus' name, you better huh, Get your worth in love and, and decide to do it God's way. Get your, get your love in labor. If you got children, you better bless them in Jesus' name because God is blessing them. And lastly, least I keep us too long, Bethlehem, as we're talking about tonight, a woman should get her worth through 
procreation who God has called her to be. Let me let me deal with this too, procreation, because we live in a time where people can be born a woman and identify with a man. It's gotten so complicated, I can't even keep up with that the different words and pronouns. Um, they could be a woman, but she identified with the pronoun of him or he or him. You know, I, I can't even keep up with it. One time I understood it, but then it was so complicated, I forgot it. But if God bore you a woman, you don't have the, the, the right or the choice to say different from God what you identify with. God identifies you. Hello, somebody. God identified you as the, as the person that he bore you to be. If you were born a man, you are a man. You know, I, I get so, so upset. Uh, you know, I don't even know where to use the restroom today. I look at the sign and it got both men and women on the sign. I said, so where can I use the restroom? <laughs> God bore you a woman. You are a woman. You are blessed of God as a woman because he fearfully, remember I said earlier, fearfully created you in your mother's womb. You better lose those pronouns of the world and get to the pronoun that God made you. In Jesus' name, don't you know God created you to procreate and you're identifying as a, as a man. And it's interesting to say, you look at their relationships, they identify as men, but if you look in their closets, they got stuff that reminds you of a man that they do. Hello, somebody. In Jesus' name, be who God created you to be. And this woman had worth because she got her worth in the Lord. God created her to give birth to a child. And she came to that realization in this last point. It says, Adam made love to his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain and said, with the help of the Lord, I brought forth a man with the help. That's the only way a child can be born is with the help of the Lord. And you don't have a right to not give birth to that child, regardless of the circumstances that that child got in your womb. You can at the very least give birth and give them up for adoption if you can't handle it. But there are some women who can say hashtag me too, who decided to keep the child and recognize that that child was the greatest blessing in their life lives, their testimonies of women who to choose, who chose life uh, from me too moments. And, and, and through that life, God said me too. And he blessed that child. And he blessed that woman through that child. Oh, because it's with the help of the Lord that you give birth. In Jesus' name, God can take all that rotten stuff, God, but you've got to have faith. You've got to depend completely on him. You've got to stop hearing what the world says. You've got to hear his voice, and you've got to follow him completely, and he can do miraculous miracles out of bad situations. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. 
I know in my family it happened that way and you wouldn't even know uh, you would have to be told who that person was that came from that situation because uh, they, they are blessed of God today in Jesus name it's with the help of the Lord that you give birth it's the help of the Lord that you had that baby boy and that baby girl it's the help of the Lord who created them and their race Hello, somebody, because some people think that black ain't beautiful. Whatever God born that child, that's who that child should be in Jesus' name because you did it with the help of the Lord. And she got her worth from the Lord. She said, with the help of the Lord, I brought forth a man. Hello, somebody. In Jesus' name, talking about a woman's worth today. A woman should get her worth in procreation and her ability to procreate. She should get her worth. She should identify herself as a woman. Kick, uh, kick all this uh, pronoun stuff to the curb and be who God called you to be and not who you think you identify with. Hello, somebody. I said, if I had a pronoun, I'd probably call myself it. <laughs> Because <laughs> I identify with it, it. <laughs> but anyway, a woman should get her worth in the Lord. This last text, at least I keep us too long, Bethlehem. Said this today that you should get your worth from the Lord because God is at work in your life, women. Regardless of the situation that you're in, you could be in a happy marriage, a miserable marriage. You could be not married at all. I'm here to tell you, you get your worth in the Lord. For Isaiah 41, 13 says, for I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. Somebody's worried about getting or having a child that they don't want to have. God says, do not worry. I will help you. That's another thing with my, with my daughter. It was a horrible time because for her to be born because I was broke. I mean, I was broke. I couldn't afford a child. But again, I had to decide along with the mother, I had to decide to have her, and God showed me how he would provide for her even when I was broke. Hello, somebody. He provided for her. God will help you with them children. Hello, somebody. They are a blessing from God. God will help you. Hello, somebody. Do not fear the circumstances that you face today. But God says he will help you. It, it, it may not have anything to do with procreation. It may have to do with a diagnosis. God says, do not fear. It may have something to do with being laid off. God says, do not fear. It may have something to do with, with being broke like I was. as a joke. I'm going through bankruptcy back in the day. Do not fear. God says that he will help you because you worth uh, more to him. He tells you to look and go take a go take a, na a nature walk. 
Look at the birds of the field and the lilies in the valley. Go take a nature walk. Don't you know that you are worth more than these? Go take a walk. Solomon in all of his glory. And again, I told you Solomon was born from a, a, a illicit relationship. And here God uses an illustration of how he had glorified Solomon from that illicit relationship. And Solomon in all of his glory can't take care of you more than God can. God will help you. He will help your children. In Jesus' name, he will help you today. I've run out of time. Bethlehem and saints of God. But I pray that tonight was a blessing to you, and I pray that you'll send this message on. It needs to get out, especially uh, to that next generation of young ladies who are in our culture where they devalue men devalue women they don't they don't choose women like they used to choose uh, back in the 50s and 60s where family was where we were a close family unit and god wants uh, to set the record straight but the only way he can is we've got to be completely obedient to his word so that he can get glory from your story lastly there's a procreation that I'm concerned about tonight. And it starts with God as well. I told you that God formed you in your mother's womb and God formed you in your mother's womb and allowed you to be birthed because he loves you. You may not experience love from nobody else, from no man may not want to choose you as wife at this time, but God chose you. God formed you. God has provided for you all of this time that you can get to this point and understand what the Bible says, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're listening today, God wants to procreate you into the body of Christ. All you have to do is pray this simple prayer. And you can be saved today. You can be uh, born again into the kingdom of God. This is the ultimate procreation that God wants to do at the Bethlehem Baptist Church in the life of Christian. Pray this simple prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you are God's only son. I believe that you are the truth, the life, and the way, the only way to God. I believe that you died for my sins, was buried and raised again on the third day so that today that I may be saved. I give my life away to you right now. In Jesus' name, come into my heart, my life, and my world as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus name. Amen. If you played that prayer for the first time and you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, you've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're located at 311 North Dunbar, and I no longer am inviting you to church. I'm telling you to come home. You see, when you were born again, you were born again into the family of God right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, 311 North Dunbar. Come home. Come on home this coming Sunday at 11 o'clock service. After I finish preaching, I want you to come down and let me know that you prayed to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior while watching our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. And we will accept you into the body of Christ here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church this coming Sunday in Jesus' name. Now, if you pray that prayer and you're listening 
anywhere else in the United States or around the world. You need to find a church home. What God has done for you is he's put his Holy Spirit on the inside of you, God himself, to lead and to guide you. So you need to begin to pray that God would lead you to a church home or lead you to the body of Christ where you are. You may even be in a place where you have to create the body of Christ where you are. The Bible says wherever two or three are gathered together in his name that he's in the midst. So you must find a church home. In Jesus' name. Bethlehem and saints of God, I want to thank you again for being a part of tonight's program. And my heart is still overflowing. I want to say once again for Sunday, thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you have done for us. Let me go ahead and give the benediction. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. You are truly worthy to be praised. We pray, Father God, that you put your hedge of protection around us, that you keep us safe from all harm and danger until we meet again. And the people of God said, amen. And praise the Lord, Bethlehem, you are dismissed in Jesus' name.